welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? What's going on? Hope you had a, uh, a phantasmal, wonderful 4th of July weekend. Phantasmal is that a new word you got? Phantasmal. For... Yeah. I, I <laughs> guess it is. Lit. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. It is the 5th of July when we are recording this. It is launching on the 6th of July. So technically speaking, we are at um, 4th of July observed. Yeah, everybody's recovering now. Yeah. Uh, shot off a bunch of fireworks may or may not be legal in Massachusetts you uh, admitting to a crime I'm not who knows where I was when I shot off those fireworks did totally. you even shoot up? well I was going to say did you even but you already admitted to that so now <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be like I was not in that state yeah so you were in the state that's legal for fireworks yeah. instead of the state that's not but either way welcome to the fancy champions fancy football podcast my name is morgan colby i got rick lemon with me as always so and today we have some interesting we have some interesting stuff to discuss we're gonna complete our rankings uh series of uh episodes i don't know if we're gonna do another one what is it what the freaking day is it july 5th july 6th yeah. um which i just said like 10 seconds ago so my alzheimer's is already kicking in um, I can't remember what the crap I'm doing. So, yeah, July sixth, and if we are we are like two months away from the uh, the NFL season being the week of the NFL season beginning, which is crazy. That is crazy. And, and this also on our uh, fantasy uh, on our fantasy. Well, I was going to say fantasy football Instagram. But if you go to our Instagram, uh, you'll see a little picture. It says this is the last month without football because uh, we got train. We got spring. Wow, man. <laughs> preseason in August. Yeah. Not training camp. Well, yes, training camp in July, but uh, and not what is the other one I was about to say? Spring training. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah I've like been that. watching an inordinate amount of baseball and it needs to stop. <laughs> it's because there's nothing else to do. There really is nothing else to do. I've watched baseball three days in a row. And I'm like following the standings. I got yelled at by my brother yesterday because he's like, there's 80 games left in the season. I'm like, relax, bro. I need something to do. So, anyway. I was going to say, that is kind of sad, though. It is. Watch three but straight baseball games. In the meantime, I am doing projections and rankings and uh, breakouts, busts, and everything under the sun. So, the point of this whole discussion is, I don't know if we're going to do another rankings section of this podcast mm-hmm. uh, until next year. So, this might be the last rankings episode, because there's a lot of content flying through the door over the next couple months. Um, but I don't know if any of it includes rankings. I haven't really looked. But I did make a yeah. point, so just know that we have a lot of content coming. Right. But anyway, today, we're working on it. top 12 quarterbacks in fantasy football, quarterback rankings should be interesting. Um, before we jump into that, check our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, any, actually any social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just type in the Fantasy Champions, you'll find us somewhere. Um, if you listen to on uh, any podcasting platforms, uh, be sure to leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and then like and comment down below. Um, we haven't been getting a lot of comments on the YouTube lately, people. I want I want you to get YouTube's I want you to roast slacking, me, bro. Say it again. Has YouTube been slacking? Yeah, dude. People people are are slacking right now. I don't know what just happened to my camera. 
Sorry, now we can all see a close up of your face. <sighs> but I'm I'm ninety percent sure that my camera just pooped the bed. Oh. Yeah. So we can't see a close up of your face. <laughs> no, we can't see a close up of my face. And the so, raging black I guess, of chest hair. I guess that yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have no video for me this particular podcast. I guess. Okay, great. Um, so uh, I will just I will just sit here and pretend like nothing happened. Either way, um, what was I just talking about? Like and comment down below. YouTube, yeah, you've, you've been slacking. slacking. So just just comment. Um, the draft guide pre-orders are live. Nine ninety nine is where they're at right now. Where the price is right now. So it's cheap. Probably the cheapest draft guide, you're, draft guide you're going to get unless people are giving it away for free. And you know how free things are. They just they don't right. have the same oomph. Like if I get it's a like free... you go to Walmart and someone's giving you something free in the parking lot, probably not the best idea to get it. Unless you're given a sample. Free samples are great. This episode mm. is a free sample of our, of our rankings, okay? Right. So right. then you go and you buy the meal. You buy the meat, the product, okay? Which is nine ninety nine. So you get the mall when they offer like the Chinese food. That's what I'm saying. Samples. Yeah. So so we're and we're the they're always good. They're always fantastic. So <laughs> right, we're gonna give you a fantastic piece of content today, and in turn, you should go buy the full piece of content. Um, exactly. When you taste it, and you're like, wow, this is pretty good, or you say this blows, and you go spend forty dollars yeah, yeah. on a draft guide. I don't <laughs> advise that. Even though I bought like sixty of them. Uh, Dynasty and redraft rankings are in it. Breakouts, bus, sleepers, player projections, much, much more are in this draft guide. So uh, be sure to buy now or be lame and lose your fantasy league. Uh, launches July 16th. Yeah. Make sure you buy it. So I feel like that's been a flying catastrophe. Literally, my camera, I don't know what happened, but my camera literally has told me uh, it just stopped recording. It shut itself off, turned back on, and then it said uh, that. My SD card has fried out. Oh, that sounds awesome. I don't even know. I might get like 40 seconds of my face. I don't know yet. So everyone can just see your beautiful face and then yeah. gone. I mean, I, hopefully I'll be available. My face will be on the YouTube on Wednesday. Or what is it, Thursday? I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, let's jump into our rankings. Uh, as usual, we'll do it the same way. We're going to go through the top 12 consensus, tell you where our guys are. If there's any discrepancies, we'll tell you our complete top 12 at some point in the episode. Um, but we're going to we're gonna talk about the consensus 12 and tell you whether or not those guys are actually in our consensus 12. Um, right. So let's, let's jump right in. Obviously, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Not no. much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to spend 40 minutes talking to quarterbacks. So let's just uh, Rick. I'll give give your thoughts quickly on Mahomes, and then and then I'll say I'll say I agree, and we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, man. He's been consistently probably the best quarterback in the league the mm-hmm. last two seasons. Um, two years ago, he was historically good, and mm-hmm. last year he was battling some injuries, and he was still very good. I think he did. He finish as the QB two last year, um, and he missed a game as well. Um, he's also just the most consistent. It's been three years, actually. So three years of just him being consistently like, you're going to get a top, at, at worst, like the QB3. Uh, last year, he was QB4. Really? He was QB4? Through 16 games, but he missed one. So he probably would have been like one or Where two. Where was he in average? Uh, 25 average. points per game, which uh, is number one in the league. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> number one in the league <laughs> in points solid. per game. Um. Yeah, he, he's going to be the best quarterback when he's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of him playing every game. But 
I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes, man. There's not much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, he's. I I, I think the the reason why he's number one for me particularly is because I, I even if he doesn't finish one this year, he is the most consistent top three quarterback. Yeah, that you are gonna get. I mean, so where like, is he gonna finish at worst? Like worst case scenario, he plays like, every game and finishes what QB three. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like if he plays all sixteen, I think worst case scenario he finishes right. three. So, or I would say, what is it, seventeen now? I have no idea. Like, oh, we're, yeah, we're gonna find out this season what the cluster crap of this situation it is. is seventeen be games. Yeah, it's seventeen game. games, but yeah. uh, we only are gonna play sixteen in fantasy football. So, but that's what we we usually play fifteen because we skip the. Week 17 game, right? Yeah, so now it's 16 games. We skipped the week 17 game. It's confusing me already. The, the week 18 game. All right, see, this is what I'm saying. I don't even know. <laughs> should probably be prepared with the, the schedule formatting, but my brain yeah. just can't handle it anymore. So either way, in a full season for Patrick Mahomes, he's going to end up a top three quarterback. So right. get him on your team. And last year, 25 points per game, which led the league. Now, I did want to say he had 25.36, Josh Allen at 25.32. So... um it's, I mean, it was splitting yeah. hairs at that point, but right, yeah, he was number one or two. I think it's just like I said, consistency and sticking in that spot. When Mahomes is playing, he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's mm-hmm. the most efficient fantasy quarterback I think in fantasy football on a year-to-year basis. So, you know, he's done it for three years. The consistency makes him the QB one. Not necessarily me thinking like, oh my God, Mahomes is gonna be the QB one. So that's why I got to rank him there. It's that if he's playing, you know, he's gonna provide you twenty-three to twenty-five points per game. Right. In a, in a four-point touchdown league. Exactly. Now, I did want to reference something before we move on to the next guy because that was real quick. The positional discrepancy of the quarterback position or the uh, or the point discrepancy at the, at the quarterback position among the top 10 guys in points per game mm-hmm. really isn't that much. QB1 mm-hmm. overall had 25 points per game. You know what the QB10 had? How many? 22 points per game. 22.79. Really? So there was like a two to three point difference between the QB1 and the QB10 in points per game. This just goes to show you that you do not need to draft quarterbacks early. Yeah. I was going to say it's almost like you don't have to draft Patrick Mahomes in the first round. (laughs) Exactly. Now, like like I said, like, like at the tight end position... Like at least with at least you have the excuse with Travis Kelsey that he is ridiculous and above and beyond the number one quarterback in fantasy football. I mean, not number one tight end in fantasy football, but correct. And he scores a lot of fantasy points. But like at the quarterback position, I can't really justify taking Josh Allen in the fourth round, and then having you know guys like Ryan Tannehill what in like eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh round. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. So, either way, um, I wanted to bring that up. But the second guy that we were going to talk about, Kyler Murray, uh, he is – I'm sorry, not Kyler Murray. Forgive me. I'm in the wrong sheet. Oh, it's not? Kyler. It's Josh, Josh Allen. Allen is the number two oh. ECR. So, I have I have Josh Allen four. You have Josh Allen three, correct? Yep. So, I mean, I'll just say I, I personally – I have Josh Allen four because I think there is going to be um, – and this is a complete blind – in my mind, not no, there's no reason behind this. But only the only reason I, I the only reasoning I can think of this being the case is because of his strength of schedule not being as um 
not being as easy as it was last year. He has one of the worst strength of schedules, according to fantasy pros, in all of uh, fantasy football at, at the quarterback position. So for me, I think that's going to limit Josh Allen just a smidge, which is going to move him from being like the number one quarterback overall to like number four or five. Um, and I think there's just going to be big regression. And that's that's the, the dark horse word in the room that a lot of people like or don't like. But... I think there's going to be a lot of regression for Josh Allen this year, and I don't think he's going to do as much as he normally does um, or as as much as he did last year um, in terms of efficiency and production. I'm not saying he's a one-hit. If if you're a one-hit wonder and you end up, you go from QB1 to QB4... I don't don't think that's a one-hit wonder. But, like, you look at, at like, Lamar Jackson. He threw... What was it? Thirty-six touchdowns in his second year when he broke out. No, that, and we all projected the breakout, and then he went out the next year. And what did he do last year? Like 24, 25 touchdowns. Yeah. So when you look at when you look at the quarterback position, it it is very it's extremely hard for a quarterback to consistently put up those. What did I think Josh Allen had thirty-seven total touchdowns? It's hard to consistently put up those numbers. And I love Josh Allen. Think he's a fantastic quarterback. But do I think he's going to throw 37 touchdowns next year? No. Do I think he's going to throw 5,000 passing yards? He didn't do that last year, but that's where he would be able to make up for the touchdown, fantasy point touchdown discrepancy uh-huh. that he drops in. But the other thing that, jo- that made Josh Allen so efficient at the quarterback position was his rushing touchdowns. And he had eight last year. I saw a statistic that said over the last two seasons, jo- over the last two or three seasons, Josh Allen has more rushing touchdowns than Ezekiel Elliott. He's 25, yeah, and Zeke has 24. <laughs> that um, is absurd. I just, in, in every th- season that he had, in 2018, he had, uh, I'm sorry, let me scroll down a pinch. I was looking at the wrong stats. Uh, in 2017, he had eight touchdowns. 2019, I mean, 2018, he had eight touchdowns. 2019, he had nine touchdowns. Last year, he had eight touchdowns. So, I mean, you could argue and make the discussion that that is going to continue. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, there's going to be a positional i mean a point discrepancy there or a regression there as well so there's so many categories that he could just kind of fall apart in if you will uh Mm -hmm. that it kind of scares me just a little bit especially when you're talking about a guy getting drafted i think is off the board as the number two um quarterback yeah i mean i i definitely i understand the arguments um i agree with it for the most part Mm mm-hmm there are some things like I, I think Josh Allen like running the ball. That's just his game. I mean, consistently the last that's few fair. seasons, every year he's been in the, his every year of his career, he's put up pretty much similar rushing numbers. So. Yeah, Josh Allen's going off the board as a second quarterback, pick forty, by the way. Yeah, and I think like like with Lamar um, last year, we saw like, he he was coming off the year with thirty six touchdowns on four hundred pass attempts. Like to me, I look at that number and I go, that's not happening again. That was a statistic that last year that I looked at that was just hard to repeat. With Allen, it's kind of like I think he's like everything in the offense mm-hmm. is pretty much the same. There wasn't anything that he was crazy, a crazy outliner. I do think sixty nine percent completion percentage that's going to be really hard yeah. to um, duplicate because last year he had fifty eight percent. So right. going from fifty eight to sixty nine was a huge bump that could go down mm-hmm. and that could cause his touchdowns to go down, maybe some yards to go down as well. Yeah. And I think the strength of schedule thing is also important. I mean, he had a pretty easy schedule last year this year. It's not gonna be easy at all. Mm. Um he he does get to play the Jets twice, but other than that, it's pretty hard. Mm. So it's not like um 
the guy we're going to talk about next has a much easier schedule. Like those, the, these two guys are very close to me, but yeah. that's what put him over the edge for me and why I have Josh Allen at three is just pretty much a schedule and regression. But yeah. I don't think it's going to be major regression either with Josh right. Allen. I still think he's a fantastic quarterback. Well, like I said, I didn't rank him. Fans, I didn't rank but, him eight or nine. So right, if like right. if I was like, oh my god, he's going to regress massively. Yeah, like that's probably where I put him seven, eight or nine. But like, I just I think that he's still a top five quarterback. I just right. don't think he's going to finish number one overall. And there's a no, couple of guys very, that would, yeah. I would take that, over him. That's very understandable. Um, so let's talk about the next guy that we have on this list, which is Kyler Murray. We both have him, too. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. So the ECR has him three. We have him two. I think Kyler Murray is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to rushing on the ground. Obviously, we just talked about like Josh Allen and his efficiency scoring like rushing touchdowns and different stuff like that. He's not really great in other rushing categories. Um, Like last year, he had yeah four hundred. He had one hundred and two rushing attempts and four hundred and twenty one rushing yards in twenty twenty. So the more, and that has slowly decreased over the course of his career, which means he's he's starting to learn how to throw the football, which is what an NFL quarterback should be able to do, not just yeah. rush like Lamar. But he's, he's having a slow decrease in um, the amount of rushing yards that he is getting, which kind of caps that department for him. But he's not a rushing quarterback. He does rush. But he's not a rushing quarterback. So he provides a Josh Allen provides a good floor for that. Whereas Kyler is almost like Lamar Jackson, but can pass, if that makes sense. He last year had, um, I think, over 800 rushing yards. Yeah, 819 rushing yards through 16 games, and he had 11 rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, there's an argument that could be made, just like I just made about Josh Allen, that. That is the t- rushing touchdown total specifically could be an area that he starts to decrease a little bit, but um, I think he's always going to have the rushing yards. So, and as long as his passing game is improving, um, you could see what he loses in rushing touchdowns. He'll probably gain back in passing metrics, but he only had four, around 300, uh, I think it was 3,900 passing yards last year and 26 touchdowns. So he didn't have any like massive leaps or improvements on his passing um over the past two seasons besides maybe his completion percentage jumping from 64 to 67 percent last year um and they're still throwing it around 550 to 560 times so it's like where do we see the improvement for josh allen in that department um maybe adding some of those vertical outside receivers um and aj green and and uh rondell moore in the offense will maybe help him throw the ball downfield a little bit more and be more confident in that department and cause him to um, increase his yardage and touchdown totals. But I, as far as like, I just don't see there being a lot of passing regression for him because there wasn't a lot of production in that department uh, to begin mm-hmm. with. So as far as rushing, he might regress a little bit, but passing wise, he's going to get better. And that probably would make him the QB two overall for me. Yeah, I want to say um, Kyler Murray had was it an ankle injury last year? Do you remember the game against New England? How they were talking about how he's battling through an, an injury, and um, he wasn't really the same after that. And I know, like in Week 17, when the game when it was a winner go home, I believe he left that game mid game because of an injury um, that had been bothering him the last few weeks. I want to say it was an ankle injury, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. But before that game against New England, before that ankle injury was bothering him, and this is the reason I have him too, 
he was dynamite through those first – I mean, we talk about Russell Wilson now. He was dynamite and then fell off a cliff. Kyler Murray didn't really fall off a cliff, but he was also dynamite in those first 10 weeks. He was actually better than Russell Wilson. Mm. Through weeks 1 through 10, he was the QB1 in, in one less game um, than Josh Allen. He was averaging 30 points per game um, through those first 10 weeks. So he was ridiculous. And then he had he's, he started battling injuries, and he wasn't really the same player. They also they added Ronda Moore. They added AJ Green. It feels like, as you said, he's just getting better as a passer. I really like Kyler Murray. Um, I've seen a few things on Twitter where people are like anti Kyler Murray for some reason. Um, and I think it's just because people are like, when a player gets so hyped, there just has to be backlash against them for no reason. Um, I think Kyler gets a little bit of that. But he's, for me, he's the clear number two. I mean, not clear number two. I was just saying how <laughs> I go back and forth with him right. and Josh Allen. But I do feel like Kyler has, like, a good stride ahead right. of Josh Allen. Like, I would clearly take Kyler, too. Oh, and I think we Josh got video Allen. back for me. Oh, there you go. Josh Allen is probably right behind him. But, yeah, Ky- yeah. Kyler's number two, man. They, what he did last year, those first 10 weeks, if he can do that again, he's going to finish his QB1 and probably win the game. He was yeah. the league MVP through ten weeks last year. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I like I said, I think like these. I I think after Mahomes, I almost want to say like tier one, <laughs> and then wine. Yeah, at this point, because I like Kyler Murray, I like Josh Allen, and then the next guy we're going to talk about, I like at. I believe it's the next guy we're going to talk about. I hope, probably not. Mm. Um, but I like as all, and maybe even the fifth guy, I like all in the same tier. Um, yeah. and so either all of those guys can play kind of the same. Whereas I think Mahomes hasn't been QB one in fantasy football for the last two years. So like if I had to, like, I'm, like I said before, I'm not necessarily projecting him to be number one overall, but do I think mm-hmm. that's a fantastic shot that he does finish number one? Yes. For Kyler? Um, no, for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Kyler, I think has a great shot of doing that too. And that's why he's number two overall, because if he, get, yeah. if he, if he produces the same numbers on the ground, and he also adds to the production through the air. It'll uh, be ridiculous. He he's gonna be ridiculous. Like I think he's a better passer than than Lamar Jackson. So mm-hmm. that automatically makes him like if if he he doesn't have the same like well, Lamar's a better rusher than Kyler for sure. But I think that if he can produce kind of in the same vicinity fantasy point wise as Lamar Jackson and get the passing work, like it's just it's too much. Too much to handle. So I think that makes him the number two quarterback. I love my rushing quarterbacks in fantasy football. You know me. Um, we spent 22 minutes on the first, like, or 25 minutes here on the first three guys. Who would have uh, guessed? Yeah, I know. Seriously. Who would have guessed that? We might just be top six quarterbacks at this point, or maybe top 10. Either way. Mm. Uh, they're just quarterback rankings, according to the video, so people aren't clicking to hear top 12. Um, but So number four on the list is Lamar Jackson. According to the ECR, he is number four. Our... Rankings have him at, I have him at five. I also have him at five. Yeah. So we both have him at five, agreeing again. My goodness. I think we have the next guy one spot off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Lamar, Lamar is ridiculous. And I actually think that I, I was saying last year, I can't remember where he finished, but I was talking about, I think it was QB 10 is what I said. Did he really finish QB10 last year? Yeah, something like that. Hold on, let me... Yeah, let me yeah, QB10, yep. So, yeah, he he finished last year as the QB10 overall in fantasy football, and that is such a... Like, we projected him to regress, but I didn't think it was going to be that far down. 
Yeah. Yeah. Same. same. Like I was like, I, I, like where Lamar was getting drafted. I was like, don't draft Lamar Jackson. It's not worth it. Like if he goes in the sixth, seventh round, then yeah, let's grab Lamar. You know, like to be fair, round. if he played, like he played fifteen games. So if he played another game, he probably would have finished as like QB seven. Yeah, which is kind of where I think we had him last year in terms of rankings. Yep. Yep. Um, and so for this year, I have I personally have him five. I can't speak for Rick, but I personally have him five because I think like they added some weapons in the offensive passing game. They have a much better running back to start the year in J.K. Dobbins. Um, they still got Mark Andrews. Their offensive line is really great. And I think that Lamar has shown statistical improvements year to year in his passing game. Um, but last year, his statistic, he had a statistical decline, um, in the passing numbers overall, just because he couldn't stay ridiculously efficient. Uh, people love Lamar and I love Lamar too, but he only had 2,700 passing yards and 26 touchdowns last year. Like, yeah, he's great. I, he threw for less than 3000 yards. He threw the threw for less than 3000 yards. He doesn't throw the football last year, a 376 pass attempts. The year before, you have do you think though um, that that is going to go up because of the weapons they added, or do you think that's just? I think it's a stagnant efficiency number. To be purposes. honest with you, I think he's going to get okay. 400 passing attempts. Like, uh, let me, let me. I have my projections up here. I'm going to go to Baltimore and see what I have them projected at. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 440 saying 440 passing yeah, attempts is what I got. Yeah, 440. Yep. So yeah, that is. A, I mean, that's an increase for him. That would be career high. So yeah, by forty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, that's one extra game. That's that's per sixteen. Right. right <laughs> he played right. an extra game like the last two seasons. He might have gotten like four ten. But yeah, no, I yeah. for me for me when I look at Lamar, I I think that that there is his passing production is capped. Um, but what makes mm-hmm. him a great quarterback and what puts him in the top five for me is that rushing. I think I think his right. rushing will always give him an advantage over guys like Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert and Brian Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers and some other guys. So um, that's why he's kind of at this point, number five for me. Um, And this is why I'm like really in on Jalen hurts because if you like, if a guy like Lamar Jackson can throw for 2,700 yards and 26 touchdowns and rush for a thousand yards, why can't Jalen hurts get away with it and be considered as just as elite? Sure. So, and we'll probably talk about him a little bit later, but, um, yeah, no. So that's why Lamar's five for me. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk, we'll definitely talk about that later, but, um, or, well, we might, <laughs> we'll see how this goes, but yeah, Lamar, he's after he's an hour for me too. And it's not necessarily like, because I, I'm like down on Lamar. I'm actually higher on Lamar than I thought I would be, mm-hmm. um, because of what they did in the off season. And it feels like they're trying to surround him with talent at the very least. Um, he's got he's got real weapons now on the outside uh, with Rashad Bateman, Sammy Watkins. Although you mm-hmm. can kind of make that argument, but Sammy Watkins. Um, but they at least have attempted to surround him with talent, which means they're trying. Um, so I, I'm not going to say they're they're going to throw them all a ton this year, but mm-hmm. I think we can see a career high in pass attempts, whether that's like 440, like you said, or even like 430, mm-hmm. which will make a, a slight difference. Um, it's just with Lamar though, it's it's going to be all about rushing, obviously, as it always yeah. is, and I think that it's pretty much we, we, what we've seen is what we're going to get with Lamar, which yeah. is good. It is very good, right? Um, for fantasy, for fa- for fantasy, right? Um, does that mean he's going to be QB one? I don't, I don't no, know. I don't. Why not? <laughs> like out of the top um, five for us, yeah. I I 
the only way he he's QB one is if they really actually commit to throwing the ball more this year and he continues to run, um, which yeah. I'm not sure. Like I think if they if they commit to throwing the ball more, it might take away some of the rushing. Right. So we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. But I do like Lamar still. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably got one of the highest floors of these guys um, because of the rushing. Yeah. Because of the rushing. Yeah. So. That's why I have him at QB five. He's a, he's a good pick, mm-hmm. um, but don't go crazy with him. Now I believe uh, just pulling this up real fast. His ADP right now is pick forty six. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's really high for a guy that just yeah. <laughs> he's like QB. He's legitimately QB four, which is what we said for uh, the ECR, correct? Yeah, yeah. So and his schedule is not really that outstanding either. None of these top eight nine guys are. So no, I mean they've got good teams. Homes. So. Because Mahomes always gets the easy schedule. <laughs> the division he's in, man. That's what's yeah, all that's about. Um, so let's talk about the fifth guy, Dak Prescott. He has um, ECR is five. I have him four, uh, three. You have him four, correct? Yes, I have him four. Yep. Okay, so quickly on Dak. Um, I've talked about him before. Uh, I, I was looking at Dak's numbers over the last couple weeks, and, and – what he was when he was playing was elite. Now, there is some concerns for a lot of people, including myself, which is why it hurts me a little bit to put him three, um, about the ankle injury being something that is like, like you know, when, when a player gets an ACL injury, right? They have to yeah. mentally recover from that ACL injury. And yep. it's not just like a physical recovery. And then once they're ready to go, they can get out there and play. There's a mental aspect to it. And so Dak who is a great rusher as well, doesn't rush because he likes throwing the football more. And it's almost, it almost drives me crazy because he there are plays where he throws errant passes because he doesn't want to rush it when he could probably just rush for the first down. <laughs> like, just rush, bro. Right, right. So now he's not even going to rush anymore, most likely, because, <laughs> because his foot uh, bent backwards last time he ran. So... I think for me, there's a concern there with the injury situation. But when you look at the time that he had early in the season last year through the first, what was it? I'll I'll go with the first four weeks of the season. And we just break it out through the first four weeks of the season. He was the QB one with 125 fantasy points right next to Russell Wilson, who crapped pants the rest of the season. Don't know why. But like yeah. he was right up there with with Josh Allen, with Kyler Murray, and he was he was clearly the QB one last year. And I think like one of the things I I had said last year in the offseason is that if Dak plays a full season, like he could be QB one. And oh yeah, I, I think with this offense, nothing changing, and everyone coming back, there's no reason for me to believe that outside of that injury, which is why he's not like he would probably be up there at like two if he didn't have that injury last year, two one or two overall mm-hmm. this year. And I think because of that injury, it pushes him down to in four in your rankings and three in my rankings. So I, I think there is some concern there with Dak, but I think if he comes back, he's healthy and it, there's no mental issues. He's going to play ridiculous. Like he's going to play like Dak the plays. And, and I think that with all the weapons he has around him, there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be that. And the other thing that makes it a little bit more spite, uh, spicy is that Dak Prescott's easier to purchase in the sixth round? <laughs> than, yeah, than Lamar that, Jackson's that, fifth, fourth, fourth round value. So that definitely makes it spicy, man. Because Dak was dynamite last year. In those first four games, he mm-hmm. was the QB one, um, and then he 
he was doing good too in the game where he did uh, was it did he break his foot is that what it was yeah yeah in the like, game uh, that he broke his if foot you, if, if any of our listeners are basketball fans it was like the gordon hayward injury right um before that happened though he was having a good game in that one too like he yeah and the, the thing that with Dak last year wasn't even he would he like russell wilson through those first four games was pretty much on par yeah with Dak, but russell wilson was throwing a lot of touchdowns mm-hmm. Dak had nine touchdowns in, the, in those five games which like is, isn't even anything crazy he was throwing a lot of yards it's like two and, and a half touchdowns a game or something like that which is very good don't get me wrong yeah. that's fantastic but Right. And he was running the ball a lot too. Um, which that is I'm not sure if he can continue as much with that mm-hmm. coming off the injury, and that is a concern, I think, to just when it comes to his total fantasy output, mm-hmm. because those extra rushing yards and that extra rushing touchdown will matter. But when it comes to throwing the ball and the weapons he has, I mean he showed it in it was a small sample size, but he showed last year like he's going to put up huge statistics. Mm-hmm. And that is all fantasy is. It is statistics. He's going to throw for a lot of yards. He's probably going to throw for more touchdowns than he was last year. Um, he might. I think he's going to lead the NFL in yards. I think he did the year before that. Mm. He threw for almost 5,000 yards. Yeah. And they were on pace for throwing the ball more. It's a Mike McCarthy yeah. offense. Like right. They love throwing the ball. This is, I mean, this is the perfect guy to get in the sixth round. Because he has the same fantasy outlook as a guy like Lamar, as you said, who's going in the fourth round. Uh, I think it's honestly, you have him ahead of Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's similar to Josh Allen, similar to Kyler Murray. And he's going like three rounds after those guys. So yeah, Dak, fifth, Dak is a good fifth, one. early sixth, I think yeah. is where it is. So. Dak, Dak is a very good player to go target. Yeah, year. and it's like, the other thing too is that you can get out of those early rounds if you want to draft a quarterback early. Like I said before, like... Um, you don't have to jump up unless you're in a five point six point touchdown league or a, a super flex league. There's no reason to one quarterback four point touchdown. There's no reason to be jumping the gun on quarterbacks uh, in the top five, six, seven rounds. So like you'll right. just cripple yourself roster wise in other positions and other areas if you start drafting quarterback especially when you talk about like the top 10 last year the point differential being like two or three points between the qb1 and the qb10 like mm-hmm. yeah there's there's no reason for you to start leaping over guys to start drafting people but if you want to draft the quarterback early Dak prescott's good with the sixth sixth round fifth sixth round pick mm-hmm. um and people might take them earlier because you know yeah, things get a little crazy when the when people start drafting in August. That is true. Reports start coming out. The Dak is also, by the way, Hard Knocks has announced one of their teams, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. So if oh, you right. want CeeDee Lamb in the fourth round, good luck. <laughs> yeah. You're going to watch Hard Knocks, and CeeDee Lamb is going to be a second-round pick. That's, and we're all going to be sitting here going, Cowboy player is going to be a top three-round pick. Yeah. So They're I off. don't know if that will improve or decrease Dak's value at all. We'll see if that has an effect, but – August changes everything. So, and we're, we're just a short time away from that. So exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's talk about the next guy on the list and qu- try to quickly blow through these final three. Go- these are the guys that we probably should spend more time on. So next time we do rankings, I'll, <laughs> so let's just skip the first six. <laughs> but anyway, okay. uh, number six is Russell Wilson on the ECR. Now I have Russ at seven. You have Russ at six, six, 
I love Russell Wilson. I don't really have much to say about Russ. I think he's fantastic. I think if you want to draft him, especially at his ADP right now, which is in the sixth or seventh round, um, it's not a bad selection. There's problems for me with Russ in terms of, and he has expressed those issues with the team as well, that they don't throw the football enough. And Russell Wilson, he was extremely efficient passing the football early in the season last year. He was like QB one, two or three for the first half. And then the second half of the season, that efficiency just dropped dead. It wasn't, it wasn't there anymore. The passing touchdowns weren't there. And because he doesn't throw the football enough, um, and not, not his own doing, but his team's doing because he doesn't throw, doesn't pass the ball enough. He doesn't have enough work there to produce like a Dak Prescott, a Lamar Jackson, a Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes. So I think for me, I have him seven, and there's a good reason for you to have him six, Rick. But I have him in that range because I just do not believe that he's going to jump into the top four, top three with a full season under his belt. I just don't think it's going to be possible for him to do that. Now, is it possible that Seattle goes out this year and blows everything up and they start passing the football more than they rush the football, which is something they haven't done in the past? Yeah, that's a very large possibility. Um, and if that does happen, then you get a really great quarterback, which is why I think the sixth, seventh round value for, for Russ is not a bad value. Um, if you want to draft a quarterback a little bit earlier. Um, but I just don't expect Russell Wilson when you draft him to be the QB one, two or three in fantasy football, like expect him to get 20 points per game and be around QB six or seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Russ, too. And I have him six. He finished at six last year. Mm-hmm. I really don't see any difference from this year to last year, which is unfortunate. And, you know, he had a career high in passing attempts, actually, last year. And it felt like <laughs> through bad. those first few weeks, it was like yeah. they turned the corner, and then all of a sudden he was inefficient. Like, he also didn't play as well, but mm-hmm. they also threw the ball less in the second half of the season. They kind of reverted back right. to what they were. It was like, what's going on? Um, and even though he had a career high, in passing, passing attempts, let's see, mm-hmm. he finished 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Yep, so he finished, the team finished 17th in passing yeah. attempts in the NFL. Kind of and that was, a, that was a career for, high. For Russ. That was a career high for Russell Wilson. If, he, if they ever get in the top, like, 12 or top 10. Like, like arguably, he'll, he'll, he'll be arguably your best asset is Russell Wilson. Not arguably, he is your best asset. Yeah, and Russell is. Wilson is... Like, if you were just to take fantasy football out of it and rank NFL quarterbacks right now, it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's up there. He's definitely. I would would say he's number two, but they don't use him like he's number two. They they would prefer to use Chris Carson because he's clearly their best asset. Right. Um, But anyway, so Russ in the first eight weeks of the season, uh, he was QB1. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from week nine to 17, in the second half of the season, he was QB 11. So that yeah. was the differential, uh, differential there all of the court uh, through the course of last season. Like Russ was like, Oh, he's going to be MVP through the first eight weeks. And then after that, it was just like, he disappeared. And then Rogers took over as the, <laughs> right. As the peripheral, a- uh, um, what is it? MVP. So yeah, I think I think for me, and then Russell Wilson also has a, a little bit. Uh, he has, according to Fantasy Pros, the worst schedule of any quarterback in the league next year. Oh, that's that's great. That's great. To know. So um, that's also not good news for Russell Wilson. Now I'm rooting for the guy. Obviously, I want him to be good, but that's why he's QB six or seven for me. Um, or would I say QB seven? 
that's why he's, that's why he's QB seven, and and I yeah. understand if you put him six, but I just don't. I personally this year don't think he's going to finish in the top seven. I mean, I mean not, that. I'm sorry, top five. Yeah, I understand it completely, Russ. Like I, I really do. I, I like the player too, but it's just the team he's on, man. It's a wild card. Yeah, I, I still think he's efficient enough to be deserving of the sixth spot for me, but um, I can easily see why you have him seven. Okay, uh, number seven in the ECR is Justin Herbert. You have him. I have him six. You have him seven. Correct. Yep. So, yeah, I, I am kind of nervous about Herbert because. It's a new offense, and sometimes rookie quarterbacks come out and they're fantastic, and then something happens. <laughs> I don't know what it is. NFL teams figure them out. I have no idea, but they just start crapping their pants, and um, I don't know if that's going to happen to him. I I would hope not. A quarterback in his rookie season walks into the NFL, doesn't start all sixteen, and gets forty three hundred passing yards and thirty one touchdowns. And only throws ten interceptions and has a completion percentage of sixty-seven percent. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty, that pretty, is good. pretty good. As a rookie quarterback in the NFL, that's pretty good. Um, here's the thing for me. I think he can get better. Um, and like that offense hasn't really. They've obviously gone through some big changes, but uh, what is it? Personnel-wise, they haven't changed at all. Um, they besides right. Hunter Henry, um, that's which, a blow. But yeah, that's it's a blow, but it's not like I, he wasn't on the field. Well, he was on the field all sixteen last year, correct? You, yep. you keep telling me that, but I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't know right. if it was all sixteen. It might have been fifteen, but he played the whole year. Yeah, but uh, either way, so he did pass. Very, he had he, tremendous efficiency last year. He was really good last year, obviously. Um, so the question is, can he continue that? And does the new head coach change some of those variables or metrics and offensive coordinator and all that stuff? Like all this new stuff coming in, is this going to affect Justin Herbert's production? And I think there is some trepidation there and some fear for me that these the new coach and the new offensive coordinator are going to kind of wreck him. <laughs> Because that happens. I mean, Sam Darnold yeah, was that, was okay for some some time, and then five coaches later, kind of kills a makes, player. Yeah, um, but I don't I don't know if it's gonna affect uh, if it's gonna affect him at all. Having a brand new coach, having a new offensive coordinator. Brandon Staley is the head coach, correct? Mm-hmm. And Joe Lombardi is the offensive coordinator, I believe. Yes. Let me let me just confirm that. Yes. So, and he comes from he comes from New Orleans. So, I mean, if anything, that's good news for Justin Herbert. The it's great news for Austin Eckler. <laughs> yeah, it's great news for Austin Eckler. Um, but so I I just don't see any major changes for Justin Herbert this year in terms of how he's going to produce. Um, I actually think this is why I have him sick. I think he's going to end up in the exact same spot. I don't think there's going to be an increase. I don't think there's going to be a decrease. I think he's just going to end up in the exact same area that he landed last year. Um, if he had his old head coach in the same system, then maybe you could justify saying like, Oh my God, this guy's going to end up being like a top five quarterback or a top three quarterback. But I can't do that right now. Knowing that the offensive system has, has shifted and changed. Yeah. He has that potential though. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be this year, but he's going to be like a top three fantasy quarterback. He has that ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was great. His rookie season, efficient. 
Um, threw 31 touchdowns in 15 games. He ran the ball too last year. That was mm-hmm. something that I don't think a lot of people they in in college they knew, but they weren't sure if it was going to translate uh, mm-hmm. to the NFL level. But it did. He had five rushing touchdowns. Um, I think all those things are very capable of repeating. There are a few questions though with Herbert, and you touched on most of them. The coaching staff uh, losing Hunter Henry. I mean, they they still has Keenan Allen. He still has Mike Williams, but the the weapons aren't quite as good as it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are valid questions with with Herbert, but dude's a stud, <laughs> and I think he'll figure it out. Um, and he finished as a rookie, the QB nine, and playing fifteen games. So. I think he's only going to go up from here. I have him at QB seven, but I, I you have him at QB six, and I think it's very possible that he finishes in that seven, six, even five range. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next guy, Aaron Rodgers, ECR eight. I have Aaron Rodgers currently on my list as the number ten quarterback, and you have him as number eight. eight. Yeah. So you you agreed with That's the ECR, crazy. and I moved him to ten. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, I think for, for me, Rodgers over the last couple seasons has seen a statistical decline. And two years ago, and, and like I think it was the 2018 season, we started to see Rodgers go down a little bit. And and then the you know 2019 season came around. He was like, I think he was like QB, between QB 10 and 12 in the 2018 season and the 2019 season. And then in 2020, obviously... Uh. He had an MVP caliber year. He was fantastic. He was really good. But I think that he is a year older, and I don't think he can continue that production. Yes, the offensive system that he has, it works for him. Um, but I, I don't know if he can continue that production going into next year at a, as a 37-year-old quarterback. Um, and I, I don't really necessarily care about passion for the game, but that does matter. And the fact that he is yeah. willing to just drop everything if they don't trade him somewhere else right. uh, is like literally retire from the NFL if they don't trade him. It shows me that he does he doesn't care about Green Bay and he doesn't really care about playing <laughs> yeah. football anymore. So like, and and maybe it's him like, no, I want to get out of here and I want to go actually play. But I, there's so many questions surrounding Aaron Rodgers that there's no reason for me to, if we have a draft in August and we still don't have answers with Aaron Rodgers, to have him number eight. Like, I just, I want to move him down further because I, I'm not touching Aaron Rodgers with a 10-foot pole. Like, I'm not going to draft him. Yeah, I mean, I get I get that. Um, I got burned from Rodgers last year, though, and sort of a mistake I don't really want to make again, where it's just like the talent of the player and how good he mm-hmm. was last year. Um, the year before that, I think he finished as like QB 12, QB 13. It wasn't mm-hmm. good. Um, and it felt like they were committing more to the run. They had just drafted AJ Dillon in the second round. They didn't draft a receiver. Mm-hmm. They drafted Jordan Love in the first round. It felt like they were going in this new direction. And then all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers puts up almost 400 fantasy points and finishes three. I mean, he had a ridiculous a- a- monster season last year. And I don't know where Rodgers is playing mm-hmm. next year, if he plays at all. I think he will play. Um, but I'm not really I'm not really sure where it's gonna be. And mm-hmm. it's I don't think it's gonna be in Green Bay, to be honest with you. But if it was, dude, he had 48 touchdown passes last year. That is so stupid. That is so dumb. Oh and God, if he goes Rogers. to Denver where a team you can make the argument has more weapons, yeah. In Green Bay, I mean, like that's mm. he's gonna be a monster there too. Um, now, if he goes to Raiders, that's uh, I, I don't like that as much. Yeah, but 
he's still capable. Of I just really good. Things. I think that they're. I I think the Green Bay is like standing pat, and they're not going to trade him. They're going to call his bluff, and he's either going to play for Green Bay or he's going to call their bluff and he's going to retire. So, I I I don't really think that. Oh, he's, if he retires and that ends the conversation, we'll see. And that's that's <laughs> the thing with me is that say we get to midway through August and we still don't have the question, we answers to any of these questions, and you're having yeah. drafts, and Aaron Rodgers is still ranked eight on Fantasy Pros, and he's still ranked eight on a lot of people's rankings, and you're running yeah. out and you're drafting Aaron Rodgers in the eighth round because or seventh round because you really like him, and then he just retires in the middle of your draft like uh, Andrew Luck did. Yeah, I wouldn't draft Rodgers if I know he's gonna play. But yeah. If he if he does end up reporting back to Green Bay or gets traded to Denver, I think getting him as a QB eight is really good value. Yeah, I guess um, he did really well last year. I just don't know if it's going to continue. There's two yeah. different Aaron Rodgers that we saw in this system. <laughs> the question is, which one are you going to get? Uh, yeah. So the next guy, we're going to talk about the next uh, couple guys really quickly because we have to end this program. Um, and these are going to be our longest shows of 2021. So. <laughs> Just so you know, the rest of them we talk about five players each, so we don't. Yeah, we're not complete idiots. Pretty much. Um, but anyway, so the next guy is uh, number nine, Jalen Hurts, according to the ECR, um, and according to you, Jalen Hurts is ten. According to me, Jalen Hurts is eight. So I basically just swapped Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Hurts. Now, I do this because I know last year you said you got burned by Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how. How did yeah. you get burned on Aaron Rodgers? Because he did. I had, I had him ranked really. I mean. He he finished as QB twelve, and then they added a running back, and felt like they were running the ball more, and they added a quarterback. It just felt like they were yeah. going a new direction. So you backed away. I from ranked him Rodgers then. a little lower, and then he ended up finishing as QB three. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that would be screwing it up a little bit. I mean, he had forty eight touchdowns, he still finishes a QB three. So let's think about that too. That's true. Like his, uh, he had he provides no rushing floor. <laughs> <laughs> Very little. That's why I'm like, he's going to end like 10 even if he plays. Um, But either way, Um, I have Jalen Hurts higher. He is the new, he's the new AG quarterback. He's the, he's the rushing quarterback. He's the, he's the Lamar Jackson. Um, And some people hate Lamar. I mean, some people hate Jalen Hurts. They think he sucks. They think he can't pass the football. And that when you watch him on tape, he blows. Now uh, that may be true. (laughs) That may be fair. (laughs) But the Eagles don't have a single option at quarterback besides Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Now, would they be unwilling to bench him if he sucks? Yeah, no. They would probably bench him. But I think that they're going to try to ride him at least for one season. And if he doesn't work, they'll go in another direction. Um, they only spent a second-round pick on him, so like they'll go in a different direction uh, if that's the case. But this is redraft we're talking about. And Jalen Hurts knows how to rush the football. So if you're picking him up, the, the risk that you're running with Jalen Hurts is that either A, he he's trash, and he rushes the football well and ends up like QB 12. Or he does good, he passes well, he rushes well, and he ends up like a top 5-6 quarterback. There's there's two yeah. options there. No, I have him 8. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's going to be a top 5 quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to finish top 3, but I'm saying there's potential for Jalen Hurts to break out this year. And I would rather take him than old guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or even Kirk Cousins. So That is fair, man. Um, I do, I do really like Jalen Hurts. Now, I did want to look at something um, specifically related to Jalen Hurts, but I can't remember. Oh, he also of the top, the ECR top twelve quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts also has the easiest schedule, besides Patrick Mahomes. 
So that is, yeah, that's intriguing. Um, but the fact that I know you said that they were interested in trading up to go get Zach Wilson and or whatever with the number three. Yeah, they were really essentially doing Wilson. what the 49ers did, but they didn't, and they traded away Carson Wentz. So right. the fact that they didn't trade for a quarterback in the NFL draft and they traded away Carson Wentz means that I think they're buying in on Jalen Hurts, at least for one season, and saying, this is your team, this is what you're going to do, do your thing. If you suck, you're out, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, and so they added weapons to that offense. Uh, they still have good running game. Their offensive line's okay. And and I think that Jalen Hurts is probably going to take advantage of that. And he loves to rush the football. So, I mean, there's there's a floor for him. And if he passes yeah. well, he should be fine. And I, I just don't understand why people are like, oh, my God, Jalen Hurts blows. I know he's a second-round quarterback. I get it. Yeah, so, I mean, so is Jimmy G. But you all got on that train for a little while, too. So, Dude, stop disrespecting Jimmy G. I love Jimmy G. Jimmy G MVP. But like, yeah, I, I feel like I fall in the middle with Jalen Hurts because like, I get the argument that hates him, but I also understand the argument yeah. of people that who love him. Um because we saw like with Drew Locke last year, how he kind of like burst on the scene and then people were like, oh, he's just a elite quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I really liked what I saw too. And then all of a sudden he stunk the entire year. And there were flaws in his game in those first few weeks, but he just had a few nice passes and it like looked like he could do something with Hurts. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had great rushing games, great fantasy games, and even a, a really good passing game. Um, but there was a lot of flaws in his game too. I mean, he didn't have a game where he had over 60% completion percentage. I think he had 52% completion percentage <laughs> in the year, which is like right. atrocious. So like passing the ball, I really don't know, but he does have the floor, the rushing floor, mm -hmm. um, which he was fantastic in last year. So I feel like Hertz can go either way. Like there's a chance, like if he is just a decent enough passer mm -hmm. and Philly feel, feels like that he's just decent enough. He's going to, I mean, he can very easily finish as a top five quarterback just because of his rushing. He was the QB three last year in the games that he started. Um, yeah. But then there's also the other side of it where he ends up being just as bad of a passer in it by week five, they, they bench him. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's like, <laughs> and they give up on him. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. The two things for me that I kind of noticed not to interrupt. I don't know if you have no, anything else to say. Um, so th in the three games, forgetting about week 17, where they kind of played him and then took him Which out. Which he did stink, though. He stunk in that really game, stunk. but I'm, I'm going to take that game out because I, they took him out halfway through the game. And Sure. <laughs> I'll just take that one out. Um, he had a... He was paced out to 603 pass attempts, which is, um, you know, good. Um. He only, like you said, the 54 completion percentage or 52 per completion percentage That's paced so out over this course of games is 54%. It's not good. Like, he's got to get up to 60% in order yeah. for that to be relevant yes. enough. Um, but he, just to give you the information, he had 603 attempts, 331 completions, according to the paced out numbers per 16. 4,500 uh, yards, 27 passing touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. That's good. So that's pretty good in terms of passing numbers. The thing that the icing on the cake for this is the 203 rushing attempts and 1,269 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. He also added Which to that. That is so. Ridiculous. If this is anything that Jalen, it looks like anything Jalen Hurts can do over the course of next season, where he throws mm -hmm. it 600, 580 to 600 times, and he gets 4,500 yards passing and 27 touchdowns or 28 touchdowns and only throws 10, 10 to 12 interceptions and gets 203 rushing yards over a thousand yards rushing and four or five rushing touchdowns. He's going to be a top three quarterback in fantasy football. And when you're talking about a guy 
when you're talking about a guy that's getting drafted right now in the ninth round or eighth round in some formats, it's to me, it's a good buy. Yeah. So I, and, and that's why I'm like, I'd almost rather, I'd rather have the pick 87 Jalen hurts over the pick 79 Aaron Rodgers because there's a lot less uncertainty to me surrounding Jalen Hurts, even though there is some uncertainty there. Any quarterback that's drafted later is going to have that. Um, right. But, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with Jalen Hurts. Let's move on. Oh, we're going to rapid fire the last three guys. <laughs> okay. Realistically oh, rapid fire. Okay, okay. Do you have any more thoughts on Jalen Hurts? No, no, no. All right, Tom Brady is the uh, ECR 10. Um, I have him 13. You have him 13. 13 as well. Tom Brady's an old man. He threw 42 touchdowns last year. Is that what you said? Uh, it, I, I think it was 40. 40 touchdowns. So he played really well last year. Tom Brady did great. The weapons helped. All that stuff really helped. Um, he just won a Super Bowl. He proved... I, Tom Brady has always had a chip on his shoulder, and he kind of proved everything mm-hmm. <laughs> that he needed to prove in his career. He seems very relaxed lately. He kind I, I know Brady always wants to win another Super Bowl, but... I don't know. Yeah. There's just something. This is the twilight. This is it. This is, yeah. I think this, this is, is it for Tom like, Brady. This might be the final year of Tom Brady's NFL career. I think it is. And I was uh, I was on the Brady train last year. I drafted him in a home league. Um, and this year I'm off because I just, I, it feels like this is it for him. Yeah. He's, he's focusing more a lot on the off-field stuff. He's even said, like, he even admitted, like, he doesn't really know how much he has left. Um, yeah. it just feels like this is this this feels like the last and, and year. It's not, and like was, he could still have a wonderful, fantastic season with I have this him being ahead of like Matt Ryan and yeah. a few other guys still. Like I but but cousins. I think I think for me the reason why I have him thirteen is because I don't think he's throwing forty touchdowns again. No. And I, 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 think I think that he'll probably be around his average like thirty to thirty two touchdowns. And that's you know what I mean? Yeah. If if he does that and then he throws for 4,500 passing yards, like that's great. That's that's a, a fantastic number. That's a good finish to an NFL career if there is one. Yeah. But the problem that I see with that is that Tom Brady provides no rushing floor. So if he's only throwing 4,500 passing yards and 32 touchdowns, that's going to put him like 12 or 13. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of where we both have. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, don't draft Tom Brady top 10. Like I, and I have him that low too, because right now he's going pick 92. He's going as like the, the, in the ninth or 10th quarterback off the board in, uh, in redraft. So I'm like, yeah, don't, don't draft Tom Brady that high. Yeah. Um, if he, if he goes like 12th, 13th round, then maybe you can snag him and get away with it. You get an old man quarterback and then a young quarterback later in the draft, sure. like Daniel Jones yeah. and hit that veteran young, yeah. young guy combo that I love. But uh, we do have Tom Brady 13, so I don't agree with the ECR here. Uh, number 11, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they add, I have, well, his ECR is 11, according to uh, Fantasy Pros. I have him uh, 9. You have him? Also 9. 9. All right, so Ryan Tannehill adds A.J. Brown. I saw a statistical chart over the last over the course of the first three seasons or the stats are ridiculous. It's, it's, it's crazy. But over the last two seasons for Patrick Mahomes, if you take the numbers for Patrick Mahomes over the last two seasons, and then you take the numbers for Ryan Tannehill, since he started for Tennessee when they first traded for him there, or when they first started him, is that right? 
Yeah, when they didn't mm-hmm. trade for him, they started him. When they first started him to the end, you put those numbers side by side, they are the same. <laughs> and yeah. you're going to be like, no, they're not. I saw this on ESPN, so it's it's legit. <laughs> um, but Ryan Tannehill, I'm not saying that he's Patrick Mahomes, okay? I'm just telling right. you, they added A.J. Brown. Their offense is really good. Ryan Tannehill, he doesn't throw the football a lot. That's why he's always like between six or seven finishing at, at the quarterback position, right? Um, and Patrick Mahomes throws it like 550 times, 600 times a season, so it's a little bit different. But Ryan Tannehill provides some rushing floor. He provides great passing ability, and he has a really good offense. And all of those things put together mean for me that he he should be the QB9, and I actually might even move him higher than that because I like Ryan Tannehill that much. Not to mention the fact that they also added Julio Jones. And his ADP is 106. So, Yeah, all great things with Tannehill. I, did I say they added gross. A.J. Brown? I meant to say they added Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah, they added Julio Jones. They have Julio and A.J. Brown, which is ridiculous. He was the QB7 last year. Yeah. Um, I think the year before that, when he took mm-hmm. over for the starting job, wasn't he the QB three or the QB four? Yeah, uh, he was one of those. Two. So he's, I mean, two. We have two full seasons at sample size, mm-hmm. and he was a top seven quarterback in both years. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever going to be a top <laughs> two or three guy, but he's he's going to be a top ten quarterback yeah. again next year if he's healthy, and you can get him at that ADP. That's a steal. So I like Ryan Tannehill a lot too. I have number nine. Okay, let's end this lengthy program with Matt Stafford, who the ECR is 12 on him, and then we have him, uh, you have him 12, I have him 11. Um, Quick reasons why Matt Stafford is a really, really solid buy in fantasy football this year. These are guys that, the guys that we're talking about right now are guys that, we're ranking a little bit lower, but we I personally believe in like guys like Jalen Hurts, guys like Matt uh-huh. Stafford, guys like Ryan Tannehill. You can get them later in drafts, and I think they're really like those are guys that are going to be QB six or seven, and they're going to produce like one point less than the top two or three guys. So like I think yeah. they're great buys, and I think they're they're going to be guys that produce a little bit higher than what people think. Um, so right now the ADP for Matt Stafford is currently ninety nine. Um, so he's getting drafted in the ninth round, late ninth round, um, which is fantastic value, mid to the late ninth round, which is fantastic value for Matt Stafford. Um, he goes to Los Angeles. We know what they do passing the football, um, and he's a better quarterback right. than Jared Goff. So simple as that. He has the system that he's always wanted to, like essentially the, the talent around him that he's always wanted. And a good offensive system. I, I think the sky's the limit for Matt Stafford. And I think if you draft him, like he is, he's one of the biggest steals later in the draft. Like he could end up a top six quarterback overall. Yeah, I could see that. Every year there's always a random veteran. <laughs> like that finishes like in the top just 10. Just like Kirk Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Like just someone like that. And then they end up consistently being there. Mm-hmm. I think Stafford is, could be that guy this year. Um, mm-hmm. I only have him 12 because I think. The guys ahead of him, I just like slightly more, but Stafford has a mm-hmm. very high floor, and he also has a relatively high ceiling considering yeah. the new offense. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw what Jared Goff was able to do in that offense, and yeah. we both think Stafford is a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Stafford last year was a QB 15, but he pretty much played the whole year without Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really just TJ Hawkinson as his like top target. Here before that, he finished, um, he got hurt, mm-hmm. but in points per game, he was the QB four yeah. in 2019. So we know Stafford is capable of 
being a very good quarterback and he's in a better offense. So he, he's got a very high floor and a sneaky high ceiling as well. I think QB 12 is good, but he, for me, like he could finish as like QB 11 or 10, but only five points. Like you said, like he's like 10 points off from QB five. Like he's right there. Yeah, totally agree. So the guy that um, is in our top 12, because we agreed on basically all of our top 12 um, and Joe Burrow is 12 for me. He is 11 for you. Um, and uh, he is uh, he has made it into our top twelve. So if we had a consensus, it would be Mahomes, Kyler, uh, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, and Joe Burrow. That is our top twelve, uh, in no particular order. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's because Tom Brady did not make that list. So and we love Joe Burrow, but we're not going to mention anything else on him. So there, there's your top twelve. There's your top twelve quarterbacks for us in fantasy football. Moving into the 2020 fantasy football season. Um, Thursday, we got some interesting content. We got finally moving away from these 12 ranking hour shows. Like, I, I can't stand hour shows. Um, we're going to talk about the top five bounce back players for the 2021 fantasy football season. So be sure to check that out on Thursday. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.